Good morning. It is Tuesday, December 5th, five minutes after 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So he was Time Magazine's Person of the Year last year. Vladimir Zelensky from the Ukraine. And guess what? He is set to address U.S. senators by video during a classified briefing. Uh, with Cong- he's trying to pretty much ask Congress to approve billions of dollars in support for Ukraine. Well, that's, uh, Give me-, me money. Isn't that the way it always is, Casey? Yeah. yeah. I mean, isn't this just the same old song and dance that we go through on a, it seems like, I don't know, monthly basis with this guy where it's the poor pauper act with his hand out and then he'll come also bark orders at us on how we're supposed to do everything i mean mm-hmm. the, the just and then we just roll over and go oh thanks for telling us how to spend our money and how to run our government isn't it interesting how things have changed where he was uh you know in uh the capital and his flags were being flown and every standing applause and oh everything's great with him we love him so much as he was addressing congress and now they're saying you can do it by video well, he was the cause du jour, mm-hmm. and this is what we do in this country, and we've done it for a very long time, where we just hop from what I call one cause du jour to the next, and that's the instant crisis, and that's where all the money should go, and if you question anything, then you're a bad person, and you're anti-American, and uh, or you're anti-freedom, or you're a bad citizen, and your citizenship card should be immediately revoked. And then that goes on for a while and people get tired of that. And then we just hop over to the next cause du jour. And so in this case, uh, he had a good year and a half as cause du jour. And now Israel is cause du jour. Mm. And so uh, good luck, Zelensky, because we don't actually care about you. Our politicians don't actually care about people. They care about uh, placating what they believe is the most amount of people and then they'll hop onto the next thing that placates the most amount of people because staying in office is the most important thing to them. Okay, so the U.S. Secretary of State, the Defense Secretary, and other top national security officials are going to be speaking at this briefing along with Vladimir Zelensky. Uh, Congress has already allocated $111 billion to assist, to assist Ukraine, but now uh, the Biden administration wants another new package and they're proposing another $61 billion. Well, and you know, the, the whole thing is laughable because they've never actually been our friend. Ukraine has never actually been our friend. They've never been a reliable ally. They've never been somebody that you would look at and say, oh, through thick and thin, you know, Ukraine has Ukraine has, has stood with us and and, you know, we we owe it to them because they've always been a reliable ally in whatever conflict we've been in. That they, they didn't like us for a very, very long time. They probably really don't like us today. They're an incredibly corrupt country. And there's a better chance than not a lot of the stuff we've given them will end up in the hands of people who really, really, really don't like us. Because right. that's how it works in this in this country. Yeah, and you just have to be reminded, Zelensky has banned political opposition. He's arrested journalists. He's put Christian priests in jail. So as you said, not our friend. But I think the real turning point here is Lindsey Graham, who has been one of of Ukraine's biggest and loudest cheerleaders has he's saying no 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 more now we've reached the end now now we've reached the end so is this an indication that it's over well but okay so let's let's work with that let's work off of that it wasn't that long ago that Mitch McConnell came out 
in one of the press conferences he finished Mm -hmm. and said, (laughs) Ukraine, that's no laughing matter, Casey. (laughs) Um, Ukraine is the most important thing to the Republicans in the Senate. Not you, not the veterans, not the border, Mm -hmm. not energy independence, not the economy. Ukraine is the most important thing to Senate Republicans, and we 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 agreed. We chopped the legs off from the incoming House Republicans. Not it's become clear they wouldn't have done anything anyway. But and they did that massive spending agreement at about this time last year mm-hmm. because it gave all the money to Ukraine, and that was the most important. Everybody's dirty. It's just like everything else, Casey. Everybody's dirty on this. There are there, you know it's Dave Mason right slash Billy Dean. There ain't no good guy. It's just you and me, and we just disagree, right? And yeah. and, and 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 in this case, they don't even disagree. Screwing you is the top priority of the vast majority of these elected officials and benefiting the cause at the in order to benefit the cause du jour of the moment. Yep. So this new package that they're proposing, 61 billion for Ukraine, uh, 14 billion for border security. Yes. So to your point, their borders more important than our borders. And the Biden administration has come out and said that they slowed the pace of some of the military assistance going over there. They're trying to stretch out the supplies until Congress oh. approves further funding. Isn't that always the way it works, Casey, where they're like, oh, they can make it last. They can make it work. If we run out of on this such and such a day, we will run out of money. Oh, wait. Remember with the debt ceiling? It mm-hmm. was it was what was it? They picked a, a date. It was June 1st. And then, oh, I guess it's July 1st. Oh, but by July July 15th, you're really going to start feeling the pain. I think we ought to just keep going and see how long they could actually extend it for before we feel any pain. Let's really stretch it out. All right, but here's Lindsey Graham pretty much saying that uh, he doesn't want to send more money over there. So I will not vote for any aid until we secure our own border. Reform asylum, reform reform parole is possible to do. Democrats don't want to do it. All Republicans want to do it. I'm not helping Ukraine until we help ourselves. So... For a year and a half, it was cool to help Ukraine, Ukraine without not. helping ourselves. But now, right? And by the way, all Republicans do not want to secure the border because if all Republicans wanted to secure the border, they would have secured the border when they had complete control of government from 2017 through 2018, and they didn't. They didn't because they don't. Republicans, for different reasons, are just as invested as at chaos and mass illegal immigration as the Democrats are. And it makes me wonder, though, is Lindsey Graham eyeing another country? And I'm not even talking about Israel. Is this like he needs? He knows uh, something's coming with Iran that they're going to need to fund. Well, don't threaten. Lindsey Graham with a good time to give money for mm-hmm. a giant military operation in a foreign land because right. that is that will just make his week. 12 minutes after 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and let's talk about the latest with Bud Light. Oh, geez. They have teamed up. Well, did you see the spot? Did I, you see the commercial? I am so so sick of talking about Bud Light at this point, Casey. Like I'm so sick. I mean, <laughs> You're just like I just want to drink it. What? No, I don't want to drink it. Okay. No, I don't want. It. I don't. I don't know. I what I want is for. I mean, so Bud Light mm-hmm. teaming re- up. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say they're now teaming up with Peyton Manning and Emmett Smith. Sure. So it's a new commercial. So this is what, and and look, they're gonna get away with it, and it's we've seen anecdotally and and both in data their sales are starting to tick up so bud light decided to bow to the woke mob they put a grown man who 
dresses up and pretends to be a little girl Mm -hmm. as their spokesperson. Mm -hmm. When they got called out on it, they doubled down on it, and they were really hateful and mean to people who said, that's sick and gross and weird. And not because they actually feel bad about it, but because it actually affected the sales of their product, they are now essentially have bought their way out of the purgatory that they found themselves in because uh, they have spent a billion dollars with UFC, the National Football League. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Peyton Manning. And we're going to let them get away with it because people, it appears, are buying the, the product again. And Bud Light made a calculated risk and it paid off that short attention spans and apathy will always always win out in this country okay so they this campaign kicks off with a chance for you to go to the playoffs and the super bowl if you scan the qr codes that Mm -hmm. are on the cans of course they're doing this right before the super bowl um but it's not been disclosed how much they paid peyton manning to get involved with this but is is he the guy that can save them peyton manning well, I don't think it's about an individual who can save them. I just think it's about when you have, uh, you know, unlimited resources, which the company who owns Bud Light does, you can just keep throwing money at something until it's ultimately fixed. And they've clearly targeted the National Football League and UFC for a reason. And that's good. It's good uh, from a purely profit sales standpoint that's good corrective action. The bigger issue is though, you still have the same people who making choices who thought it was a good idea to have a grown man who very disgustingly pretends to be a little girl as your spokesperson and then was super vengeful and mean Mm -hmm. when people took him to task on it. And they're only doing this now because it really hurt sales of the product. Okay, so Bud Light now has this easy-to-drink, easy-to-enjoy platform. That's that's the new marketing push. Kev, do you notice any difference between the the light beers although i'm sure you probably don't drink a lot of light beer do you notice any difference between these light beers i always feel bloated no matter what <laughs> <laughs> how are you i don't i they're all the same to me like i don't i don't drink one and think oh my gosh that's so much better have you do you notice a tangible difference between the light beers like i must drink bud light because it so, tastes so much better no i'm i you know i'm a stout drinker anyway so i don't even go for the light beer you feel bloated even with a light beer yeah and also those beers like Bud Light and Michelob, those yeah. give me headaches. I was going to say the same. And thing. it just makes me feel terrible. Yeah. Now, are you talking about a draft or a can? Because I well, definitely get that with the draft. Yeah, when it I comes get from the keg. I get that with a can, and yeah, draft too as well. Hmm. I mean, I like the commercial, but at the same time, is it going to sway a whole lot of people to go back to Bud Light? Well, it must be working. They're spending the money, so there must be some merit to what they're doing. Well, they have to do something, right? They can't just continue to lose money year after year. Yeah. So it's uh, 16 minutes after 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Americans think the American dream is dying. We'll get into that. Yeah. And uh, it was announced last night on the uh, Twitter. Something was leaked on Twitter that got a lot of people's attention. And we'll talk about that coming up from 93 WIBC. minutes after 11 it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc so the wall street journal asked a lot of people whether they believe the american dream that you worked hard for still holds true it's kind of a broad question isn't it yeah uh only 36 percent said it does still hold true and 18 percent said it never held true 
So what what were the numbers again? 36 said it does uh, does hold true. 18% said it never did. 45% said uh, not anymore. Okay, so this is, a, again, the problem with the broad question is, mm-hmm. what is the American dream? Mm. There is no definitive, what is the American dream? What is the American dream to you is different than than me. I think it's irrefutable that it is markedly harder to live a quality existence and a secure existence than it was 20 years ago, uh, much more so even than it was 10 years ago. And I think regular people, middle class people are finding it harder and harder to elevate themselves um, into more financial stability, more long term financial security. And I think as a default, it's going to be harder to create an environment where your kids have Mm -hmm. a a better life than you did. Well, it's interesting you say that because they framed it as the American dream is that if you work hard, you'll get ahead and that your children will be better off than you are. And the people who said it's not true anymore, it's sitting at 45%. um, It's obviously a bigger portion than what it has been in years past. But the one demographic is women who were much more pessimistic about the state of the American dream than men. And you would, you would guess this, but younger people also very pessimistic. Well, we, we have gutted the, we being the government. So society have gutted the meaning of hard work and Hard work is a phrase now. It's not even a thing anymore. I mean, obviously, some people work very hard, but there are many, many people who live quality existences who, in some cases, simply don't don't work at all. I mean, look at Indiana. Let's just take Indiana as an example. The massive amount of people who are able-bodied people who are capable of working jobs that provide insurance of some sort at those jobs who get state-subsidized insurance through the Healthy Indiana Plan, HIP HIP 2.0, massive Mm -hmm. expansion of of Medicaid. And I know many, many people who, because they work the right kind of job where, hey, a whole bunch of my income, I just conveniently don't have to report, or it's really hard to prove how many dollars I made this month, they are out. I mean, you see them on the street and you go, there's nothing wrong with this person. He certainly should be able to work a job that provides the necessary benefits, but they're on the taxpayer dole. It's not working hard anymore. It's being able to, in many ways, scheme and scam mm-hmm. the system. And we are the suckers who pay for it. And we keep reelecting the same people who have set the system up. No, hard work is not a thing anymore, Casey. It's it's not it's not a value that we hold as a, as a society. It's not something we lift up. And we are a society now that rewards people who can figure out how to ride in a golf cart on a marathon. (laughs) So there was an Axios uh, poll that came out and it said that 61% of people in the Latino community do believe that if they work hard, they can achieve the American dream. What's the number? It is 61%. Well, look at where many of them have come from, Mm -hmm. right? Look at the backgrounds of many uh, of those people. And so that would that would make sense. Look, it is it is so hard to elevate yourself now. And you and I have had this this conversation um, and and Kevin, I've had this conversation different. You know, you guys are in different phases of life and I'm kind of stuck in the middle between both of you. And, and you look at someone like Kevin. And so Kevin works a full time job mm-hmm. here. I'm going to guess 
and I'm not prying into Kevin's financials, but by the time he pays his rent and he pays his electric bill and he pays his food bill and every everything else, and Kev doesn't by any means live in a lavish, you know, apartment of, of any sort or house of any sort, you're probably, while not stretched to the max, but you got to be pretty mindful of your of your dollars week in and week out. Yeah, definitely, especially with groceries and yeah. all of that considered. So if you're Kevin, so you work a full-time job, what's the other option if he's going to lift himself up? The option is, okay, I guess I could go work a second mm-hmm. job, mm-hmm. but how much are you actually going to lift yourself up? I will tell you as someone who does work a second job, it's helpful, but I'm also at a different phase in my life than Kevin. I'm married and have a have a kid. Kevin still has some value placed on having a social existence of some sort. So if you're Kevin, <laughs> you're doing things the right way. You're working your, your job. You're not living off government handout. Well, now, because of the terrible choices made by our government and, and what they've done as it relates to inflation, you now have a choice. I can either choose to have a social existence and be poor, or I can go make extra money and have no social existence. Boy, what a time to be alive, right. Casey. Sounds like a whole lot of fun for him. And and now and just not I mean, I don't mean to to cut you off here, but now put it on you and you're a you're in a different phase mm-hmm. where you're looking at not to say that you're, you know, one foot on the grave, another foot on a banana peel, but you're <laughs> you've talked about this before where you're looking at, hey, what does retirement look like mm-hmm. for me? Yeah. What does the future of my existence look like? And I'm going to guess it's somewhat of a stare into the abyss, even for a super wealthy person like you, because you're saying, look, no matter how much money you make and your husband's an entrepreneur and he's in the middle of following something super interesting, but he doesn't know, you don't know, hey, how's that going to pan out? It could make him very wealthy or you could be like, I guess I guess a part-time job at Kroger is in my future. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's probably whether you're Kevin or you on opposite ends of, of the spectrum a pretty freaking scary time to be alive. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Because you're, well, in every day, you have to consider what the stock market is doing right. if you have been invested for a long time. Yeah. Like I have. Yeah. Uh, because you were counting on that, right? That's why you got Bill Dimmer, your retirement guy, <laughs> right here in Indy. That's right. It's 26 minutes after 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Now, Kevin and I were talking about this, and Kevin knew what I was talking about. I'm not sure you'll know. Yeah. The Grand Theft Auto 6, the next installment, wildly popular uh-huh. video game. What, what do you think? Oh, yeah. I, I live under a rock? Well, I don't think you play. Oh, I, you didn't. Now, was your question, do I play, or was my question, do I know what it is? Well, I'm sure you, you're, I, you're aware of it, right? I, I also don't play professional hockey, but I know who Wayne Gretzky <laughs> is. I know, yes, Casey, I am, I am old and outdated, but I am not, you know, I wasn't around <laughs> when they invented the 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 wheel i mean come on <laughs> so you're probably not overly excited about this no i don't care I'm at saying. all but kevin you're you're excited about this you would play this video game right yeah i played uh, i played a few of the gta's mm-hmm. do you I, play I, with strangers are you internet guy and you no, play with... i always i always liked so gta for me wasn't much of like a multiplayer game mm-hmm. i enjoyed the uh, storylines and the uh the maps Mm -hmm. like the very detailed open world maps so for those who don't know who may be a little more seasoned than us this is a it's grand theft auto it is a game where you steal stuff right Mm -hmm. yeah you can steal cars (laughs) you uh you get guns and you know the 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 possibilities are endless so i i'm uh, totally out of date on well i know what this is when i was a kid it was a big deal of hey my friend matt is going to come over and we're going to play super contra all day on nintendo mm-hmm. you don't have to do that anymore though right you can be in your house and your buddy tony can be in his house 
a half a country away and you guys can play this game together. Yeah, it's been that way for a while. You don't need two controllers. No, nope, you don't have to be sitting on the same couch. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That, and this is this is but this is another example of cutting off human interaction. We talk about this with like artificial intelligence and stuff. Yeah. That used to be a huge deal. You and your friends would get together and you would sometimes you have tournaments and you'd get together and you just play Nintendo all day, but it involved actual freaking human interaction. Interaction Casey. your third place, right? Um so this video game, the sales are potentially going to smash all records. Billions of dollars are going to be spent uh-huh. on this. The trailer was leaked last night online. Yeah. And th- it was supposed to come out today at 9 a.m. It came out last night. The trailer alone got 32 million views what? in okay. just the first few hours. Oh, okay, time out, time out, time out. Yeah. So in a movie, mm-hmm. okay, the, like the first one hit. Mm-hmm. Second one, okay, we're going to give it a shot. Usually by the time you get to the third of any movie, people are like, okay, this kind of jumped the shark here. We've kind of maybe milked this franchise for all it's all it's worth. Right. This is on six and people still... Well, the technology just keeps advancing over the years. Doesn't right? it hit a point, though, where you're the like, first this one is was as far released as going to go? With this one, with this uh, GTA 6, they're returning to Vice City, mm-hmm. which is, oh. was an old map. It's based on Miami. Uh-huh. So it's nostalgic for some people, too, I think. Yeah, and the first one came out in 2013. A lot of people grew up playing these video games, and they revealed at the end of the trailer, which uh-huh. was a minute and a half, that it's supposed to be released in 2025. Oh, so you got to wait a while. So you still have to wait a while. Kev, you strike me as the sort of person who is on, what's it called? Is it like Twitch? Is that the name of it? Where you I, watch people? I don't people. go on Twitch. You I don't will, do the streaming stuff. You watch people play video games. No, I can totally I don't do see that. you doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've probably done it too. No, I haven't. I, I've never done that, and but I could see Casey doing yeah. that. Sure, uh-huh. yeah, that's what I do. I spend my that's that's how you got it. Well, you like <laughs> playing, actually how I spend my free time, Rob. You like I playing do. Mario Kart, and you probably enjoy watching the races. Uh. I, do, I do like to play Mario Kart. <laughs> you totally know. Yeah. It's Kendall and Casey on ninety three WIBC. It's 1134 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Senator Dick Durbin of Illinois. What a name. (laughs) Dick Durbin. <laughs> what do you want to What are you laughing at, Casey? I don't know. You That's just, his name. What a I just name. said, what a name. You're right. That is his name. He was on the Senate floor and he was arguing that illegal immigrants should have the opportunity to join the armed forces as a way to gain oh. citizenship. And I, I think this is an absolute terrible idea. Well, that so that his theory is the enrollments are down so much. Right. Well, gee, I wonder why, Casey, the enrollment in the U.S. military is down the way it is. I don't know. Could it be ads that cater at specific portions of the population that would probably make many people who want to go into the U.S. military absolutely, I don't know, recoil? Could it be the fact that they many of them have to take orders or listen to people who are men who pretend to be women. Oh, I don't know. Like you have gutted, which we talked about this recently. It is interesting now how the ads have gone back to more traditional army, Mm -hmm. Marine type Mm -hmm. of ads for these geared towards the sort of people who would actually potentially really want to be in the army or the Marines after years and years and years of this woke political correctness must appeal to every person under the sun 
type of ad campaign. Yeah, well, when they're spending more time on teaching you which pronouns to call your, you know, senior officers and equity and inclusion than anything else, I mean, I'd be concerned to actually join for my safety. Sure. That they're not they're not worried about the right thing. Why would any person? And thank goodness, there. Thank God, there are people that still want to go out there and stand on the front lines. And thank you for your service. And thank you for all that that you uh, all that you're willing to do. And the same thing is true for law enforcement. I would ask this question about a you know being a police officer. Given what you make, especially you know if you're a police officer in a major metropolitan city. Now, if you're the like on the Pittsburgh police department, you probably got a little bit better existence than, you know, IMPD, but given what you make and the risk and the stress and, and the way a huge portion of society views you and treats you, it's true for the police. It's true for the military. Why would you subject yourself to that? Mm -hmm. Why would you want to do that? There's, thankfully there are people who are much less selfish than I am who are still willing to do it. But my goodness, we don't reward financially our members of of the military. We treat them like complete garbage. You can make far more being a contractor than you can an actual member of the military. You're right, Casey. You're regularly put around people who are there because of uh, their sex or their uh, or their you know their color of their skin or whatever else, rather than their qualification. And those are the people who are responsible for keeping you alive. Um, you are treated like complete garbage by about half of the populace and called a murderer, a baby killer, a colonizer, or whatever else. Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to do it? And this guy acts like the only answer is, well, we must let all the illegal immigrants come in and let them do it. Well, and did you see the video of some of the people down at the border? They had a bunch of um, Chinese immigrants lined up. And I I just think, okay, so yeah, they're going to come in, take all of our secrets, and then eventually use it against us yeah i mean it's a crisis point and i love the fact that when we talk about dealing with the border they're trying to use border security the republicans are as um like some sort of you know requirement on funding for ukraine and israel Mm -hmm. these things are not connected right solve the border Mm-hmm. And then if there's any money left over, which newsflash, there's not. We're $33 trillion in debt. 34. Yo, thank you. I'm yeah. sorry. I was. I didn't want to be seen as being, uh, you know. Exaggerating? Yeah, no, it's know, 34. I, uh, $34 trillion mm-hmm. in debt. Uh, then give it to other countries. These things are shouldn't be tied together. They do this all the time in Congress. These two things are not related. Israel and Ukraine have absolutely nothing to do with the border. Do your job. Secure this country. All right. Well, here is Dick Durbin talking about this crazy idea. What troubles me about the debate now about the southern border is it is one half of the immigration equation. Yes, we need order at the border. Yes, we need to have changes in the laws that reflect the reality of the overwhelming numbers from all over the world who are coming to our our shores and our border. But there is also an incredible demand for legal immigration into this country even now. The presiding officer, my colleague from the state of Illinois, has legislation which addresses one aspect of that. Her bill, and I hope I describe it accurately, says that if you are an undocumented person in this country and you can pass the physical and the required test, background test, the like, you can serve in our military. And if you do it honorably, we will make you citizens of the United States. Do we need that? 
Do you know what the recruiting numbers are at the Army and the Navy and the Air Force? They can't reach their quotas each month. They can't find enough people to join our military forces. And there are those who are undocumented who want the chance to serve and risk their lives for this country. Should we give them the chance? I think we should. Okay, 20 minutes in front of noon. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and there's a new article out at WIBC.com. Experts revealing the most distracting Christmas songs and also the most productive Christmas songs. You know, you hear the music all the time yeah. everywhere. It's it's on the radio, it's in the grocery store, in the offices, and they're claiming that some songs actually will help you do tasks oh. and some don't. And Kevin, you'll appreciate this. It's all based on the beats per minute, the BPMs. They say the songs that are paced a little slower between 50 and 80 are good for productivity. Mm-hmm. However, the ones that are a little higher beats per minute, those are the ones that will make you be less productive. And the one that is most likely to make you take a giant pickaxe and jam it into your skull is, is that Mariah Carey? Mariah Carey, of course. Um, actually, she's kind of more into the distracting oh, because no she's kidding, at about Casey 150 Boy, beats say. per minute. Mm-hmm. But the entire list of the uh, top 10 most distracting Christmas songs and the best holiday Christmas songs uh, for productivity are on WIBC.com. All right. Right we, now. Yeah, when we come back, mm-hmm. you got a letter. Yeah. A very important letter. Mm-hmm. And we've got to, there's so much with this letter, we've got to dissect from one of your biggest fans. <laughs> we'll do our best. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Baby, let's go WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Casey. Sir, what, 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 what are you doing? We got some mail, and it's from our friend James over at the. Uh, well, where's he at? He's at the Indiana Department of Correction in Plainfield. In Plainfield, mm-hmm. He's beautiful at the facility Plainfield over there. So he sent a really nice card. Um, it says there is so much beauty in the simple moments and everyday things. There is so much beauty in you. Oh, and then he and, wrote, and it's not to us; it's to you. Well, it's your name was on it yeah, too. But, but let's face it; it says you. It's, yeah. it, he, J- You're right. James, James has made very clear I am not the one that he has eyes for, Casey. You're right. It does say the Kendall and Casey show to Ms. Casey Daniels. So, yeah. Um, I saw your name, so I thought he included you, but really he didn't. He no. blew you and off. And that's fine. Everybody has their favorites, and uh, with most people, you are the favorite, and I'm okay with that. He says, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Blessed, Healthy, Happy, Cheerful New Year to you all. That includes oh, you. Oh, thank you. Uh, but especially the voice of an angel, which is me. Now, now, we should clarify, for those yeah. who may be new listeners, James uh, has been very open about his uh, past. He's done some things that has put him at the correctional facility there in Plainfield, but mm-hmm. he is working to get his life uh, back on track and leave that place a more productive member of society, and we are part of what gets, gets him by on uh, a daily basis. He is a regular listener to the program. He's gone through how he listens each day, and, and you are really the apple of of his eye, Casey. He spent a lot of time today writing about uh, football players.
players. Oh? He says that, uh, you know, he's talking about Terry Bradshaw, who won four Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. And um, he's talking about Tom Brady. Um, but I think he also has a problem with Tom Brady because he says Tom Brady's a cheater, a fraud, and other words that I can't mention on the oh, radio. Oh, boy. Now, here is my question. And yeah. maybe somebody in the prison system, or maybe James, the next time he corresponds with this with us, could could let us know. This is a handwritten note. Mm-hmm. And my my uh, the curiosity that I have on this is I would assume and this is dangerous to do somebody has to prove the mail coming in and out of the prison like not that James would ever do this but if he were to be conspiring with another offender of some sort on the outside like somebody would want to read like that James is not revealing you know, intricate Secrets? information, uh, sch- schematics of the prison to help him break out or something. So does somebody review these letters? I don't with- think so. What? He, no, he gets to write whatever he wants to well, write. Well, I'm not disputing that he can't write whatever he wants to write, but somebody has to be reviewing to know that consortium of, of known rule breakers, both inward and outward, is not harming society, right? I I, or, I don't know. No, I don't think anybody's proofreading his letter. He's so, just he's writing what he wants to write. But some okay. So if you work in the prison system, if you could at, at Robin Kendall on Twitter at Casey Daniels three one seven or call the hotline three one seven six eight four eight four 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 or James and mm-hmm. then when next time you you write, which we always look forward to, if you could let us know if someone is monitoring the 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 prison correspondence. I do know what is on James's mind. Oh, he says. Uh, by the way, I have a new nickname. Oh. It's V-O-A-A. V-O- Voice of... An angel. An angel. Oh, okay, that that's, makes sense. Yeah, Absolutely. That's, that's his Boya. interpretation. Boya. <laughs> Something like You've that. You've gone from a voyeur to a voyeur. Uh-huh. He says that on a future day, he would like to soak my feet in warm salt water uh-huh. and then massage them for six hours. Wow. Um... He would also like to rake my leaves. Oh, wow. Clean, that, my, it, clean my gutters. Time, well, time out, time out, time out. Is that literally he would like to come over to your house and... That's what he said. Now, he, he, he says he, he wants to straight up rake my leaves, unless I, that's a euphemism well, for did, something else. I didn't know if that was... Now, here here is, unfortunately for James, Casey lives in what we like to call a high rise. Her <laughs> no, house ha, Her house has several stories to it, like... <laughs> nine, uh-huh. but it goes straight up, uh-huh. and she lives it's in one of those of stairs. ritzy uh-huh. uh, developments where everything is monitored by some sort of overbearing HOA president, would sure. be my guess. He actually lives next door. Oh, really? Yes, he Is does. he the guy that yelled at you about your grass having a hole in it? Yes! Oh, okay. That's, that's why. I don't, I don't he's think, right next door. I don't think they allow trees in your development there, right? Or do they allow... Do you have a tree? Yeah, no, there's trees. You have a tree? Yeah, there's a tree in our front yard. Really? In our, in our postage stamp front. <laughs> yard yeah but can, can i go back to james for yes a absolutely he says that he wants to wash and wax my car whatever i need done wow i like the sounds of that but there's a thing here so i'm sure james being where he is he doesn't have you know high-end stationery sure. or, or even lined paper that he has complete access to which is what an honor that he chooses to put so much effort into listening writing. to and, and writing the show yeah. yeah on whatever sort of paper he can find and he actually wrote this letter on what looks to be some correctional facility forms. Uh-huh. You know, some different papers. He did have that card. But then he included this. Oh, what is and that? And that looks to be like something on his wish list. Oh. Uh, some magazine subscriptions, perhaps? Uh, these women appear to be rather scantily clad. Yes. Cheeks. Spice. <laughs> babes. <laughs> Um, 
I can't. Thick. Now, why was this? That's a, about all I can read of was the titles. It, why was this in, now are these videos? Are these magazine subscriptions? I didn't even know they still had adult, in the internet era, I did not know there even were still yeah. adult magazines available for purchase. I thought everything was online these days. You can make your own bundle of magazines. Oh. It's a pretty good deal. Seven for $70, eight for $80, or nine for $90. Is there a, so this was sent to you. Yes, is there a note on why this was sent to you? Um, I think he said that this is what he's asking for for Christmas. Oh, okay. Well, these magazines. Well, so that okay. So again, mm-hmm. uh, this is sort of like the, the the magazine industry for 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 the adult adult world. It's he sort filled of like, it out already. For oh, we already put his name down on uh, yeah. everything. Yes. He like filled it out. Like just send them the money. Let's see what else do we have? Here? No, I don't want to touch it. Thank I, you. I I, you've already done that. Uh, uh, the, the, I just so it's like it, I wonder if with magazines it's like film where there's still a few people out there in the world yeah. who depend upon mm-hmm. uh, you know who you know enjoy film over yeah. digital and so they'll still have the cameras from the 1980s. Our uh, producer Jason is that way. He just recently he's very into photography. He um he recently bought a uh, an older camera that is you use the f- physical film to develop. And if someone were to be incarcerated, I'm gathering they don't have say a laptop computer sure. at their disposal. So this would make sense that he would need a physical magazine yep. to enjoy mm-hmm. the displays found there within. Yes, uh, Beach Bunnies is another oh. one of these magazines. Uh, Satin Angels. I love that he he filled it out for us. He filled it out like he's thinking that I'm going to what? But James, James, <laughs> James. We need to have a conversation. I I can appreciate that you have needs, and based on where you are, you cannot have them fulfilled. I am not buying these magazines for you. Well, that's disappointing. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. You're going to have to ask somebody else. Barking up the wrong tree on this one. (laughs) (laughs) But she would still like you to come over and rake the leaves and wash her car. (laughs) Now that we can talk about. (laughs) All right. Uh, Are you ready to get out of here? I'm sorry. I can't. (laughs) On that note. Casey, I've never been more ready to get out of here. I have to go wash my hands. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Have a great day. We'll catch you back here tomorrow.